the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope that your Sunday is going well. And I'm always thankful that you start your week with this. And so today we're going to talk about kind of, I would think, a very interesting topic. And one that I think challenges all of us. And that is, why do we lie? Why do we lie? Excuse me. Well, I want you to think about... How often do you lie? Now, there are some people, and I do know some, that really don't lie. They really don't. And then I know other people that lie quite a bit. And so where are you in that continuum? And think about, as, as we're doing this show, start to think about what would cause me to want to lie? What would be the reason for my lie? Uh, do I do it off the cuff or do I maybe sculpt and plan my lie, you know, maybe you can, you can ask yourself, what are the biggest things I might lie about? And why would I do that? What, what's the impetus of that? So ask yourself, why do we lie? Why do I lie? Well, you know, the most basic answer is because I don't like the truth. It's just that kind of that simple, right? I want to change the truth. And so I lie. And this is why we want to think about how easy this is for us as humans to do, that it's very typical, it goes on in every single culture that we know, and it even happens with animals. And so I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that later in the show because it's quite interesting. So ask yourself this, do men or women lie more often, and do they lie for different reasons? Well, everyone lies. 
Now, I don't say that everyone lies all the time, and I don't think that everybody lies in egregious manners or everyone lies to really steal, kill, destroy, harm. But we all lie. We do. And so it's clear that some people tell lies more readily than others. And we also understand that maybe there are some character personality characteristics. Maybe there are some gender differences. Maybe age matters. And so, you know, you want to ask yourself, is the tendency to tell a lot of lies linked to the quality of your life? Is it linked to the quality of your relationships? Because you have to understand that the personality of a liar, okay, this is different. This means, you know, the stereotype of the liar. So who do you think that is? And, and people who are more manipulative, you know, this is where we measure them on the Machiavellianism scale. And a ha- certain measure of, measure of social adroitness. See, they have a tendency to lie more often than people who are less manipulative. So people that are maybe striving, that um, are competitive, that are always wanting more, maybe they have a tendency to lie more often. I'm not sure. But you might want to think about that. The people that are, you know, highly manipulative usually lie more and they're better able at justifying why they lie. So manipulative people tend to care a lot about themselves. So you might also think that liars are generally people who don't care about other people. Hmm, that's not true. That is really not true. See, frequent liars can also be the people who care too much about other people. So what they care about in particular is maybe what other people think of them, or they, they are more sensitive to how you might feel if they tell the truth. So this is what you want to consider, is that maybe, maybe we can think about extroverts or introverts. Well, who do you think lies more? extroverts. They lie more. And here's where it mattered. When they kept track of people's social interactions and not just their lies. See, if, it only ca- if they only counted lies, then extroverts would have many more opportunities to lie than introverts because they spend more time around people. So instead, this particular study, they looked at the rates of lying, the number of people you know, that that told lies, the number of opportunities they had, and extroverts lied at a higher rate than introverts still. Although the difference wasn't quite as substantial. So why do you think introverts, I mean, I'm sorry, extroverts tell more lies than introverts? Well, I think some of it is is basic logic. Extroverts talk more. And so they have more social interactions. Extroverts, you know, are versed in social niceties and practice them much more often and probably don't realize how often they may be lying. And in fact, they did find that some evidence among college students was that extroverts saw the total number of lies they had told, and they were shocked and surprised at how often they had lied. So we don't really know for sure why extroverts lie more. So you just want to consider the fact that first and foremost, it's because they talk more. And that in and of itself, the quantity is going to probably cause them to have a higher rate of lying. But the other results were about personality traits. And so that trait 
is responsibility. When they measured it by a scale of the same name that identifies people who are responsible, honest, ethical, dependable, and reliable, responsible people were less likely to tell lies and than less responsible people, especially the kind of lies that are self-serving. So the person that has this responsibility trait will have a tendency to avoid having to answer a question instead of lying. So when we think about frequent liars and their relationships, let's, let's look at this for a minute. Many times the quality of their relationships with the people of the same sex as themselves and with people of the other sex. So when we measured that, it indicated that how warm, satisfying, and enduring their relationship tended to be how much they and their friends understood one another, and the quickness with which they make friends. So when we see that, when we understand that frequent liars many times aren't even necessarily lying about something bad, they're really in some ways trying to just make something better. And so when we describe the quality of their relationships with people of other sex, it had nothing whatsoever to do with how frequently they lied. It was different for same-sex relationships, though. So think about that. People people who had a higher-quality same-sex relationship, and we're not talking about sexual ones, they told fewer lies overall. And they told less self-serving lies than people with same-sex relationships of a lower quality. So men and women, how do they compare as liars? Well, this is what's interesting. In the broadest stroke, averaging across all kinds of lies, men and women are, are pretty much equals in their proclivity to lie. But when we looked more closely at different kinds of lies and different kinds of targets of lies, that's when the sex differences showed up. Interesting, isn't it? So there's two kinds of lies that we kind of talked about. And I said, one, the self-serving lie, and then the kind-hearted lie. So self-serving lies are the ones that people tell to make themselves look better or to spare themselves from maybe punishment or embarrassment, or maybe blame or getting their feelings hurt. So, you know, you're aware of that kind of person. You know, you claim to have performed better than you really did. Or you deny that you did something bad or embarrassing. Or you kind of schmooze it a little bit. You kind of rewrite it, rewrite history a little. So let's think about the kind-hearted lies. And these are told with the intent of making another person look better or feel better or spare them from embarrassment, you know, or punishment or blame, or we don't want their feelings to get hurt. So we might say things like, no, you look great, absolutely, or it was a terrific dinner. Wow, I love the way you cook. Or I know just how you feel. Yeah, I totally get that. See, this is where what we're trying to do is connect and make a safer place for the person. Now, what if we consider different combinations of liars and targets? How about men lying to men? How about men lying to women? How about women lying to men? And how about women lying to women? Well, in these combinations, what we found is that people tell many more self-serving lies than kind-hearted lies. So people tell just as many kind-hearted lies as self-serving ones, though. 
So it seems like, which is it? Well, kind-hearted lies are most likely to be exchanged between women. And self-serving lies usually occur with men. And so this is what's fascinating when you think about this, is that why would men have more self-serving lies? Well, they are very competitive. Women are includers. We want to be inclusive. We want to be included in a group. So we may kind of shave some of the, the truth off of something just to make it feel a little bit better. And so what we want to think about is that gender differences do have impact on how we lie, what we withhold, what we disclose, how much we embellish, right? How, many, how much of, of the situation, how many parts do we take out of that situation as we're describing it? How much do we, you know, certainly make it bigger than what it was? And so we want to think about this, that there are different things when it comes to lying. And if, if you can first and foremost understand that lying is really a defensive mechanism. So this is Cynthia Hyatt. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about why do we lie? Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for telling your friends about the podcast. We also, on the website, have uh, study guides that correlate with the, the given podcast that you can do as a group. You can also do it for your own private study. And I really appreciate that you are taking advantage of the books that we have online and that we have written quite a few of those just to kind of help you really become the best version of you. Not somebody else, but of you. The only one that you can change is you. And you're extinct after you die. So isn't that fascinating that we are all so unique that once we die, we're extinct. So this is why I want you to really be thinking about you being the best version of you. So we're talking today about lying. Well, you know, who lies? Everyone, right? To one degree or another. Some people lie far more than others. Some people lie for different reasons. Some people want to believe they don't lie, right? And so maybe they lie to themselves. So I want you to think about when we think, when we hear the personality of a liar, you know, who is that? I mean, think about the stereotype that might pop into your mind. Maybe do you guess that frequent liars are more likely to be manipulative and scheming people as well? Well, I'm not so sure. See, sometimes what we find is that people that are not scheming, not, you know, dishonest, might lie more in certain circumstances. And a lot of that has to do with covering. So I want to cover something. I don't want it to be found out. I want to fix it before it comes out into the open. So manipulative people tend to take care of themselves. So you also might think that liars are generally people who don't necessarily care about other people. And that's not really true either. See, frequent liars can also be those people who care too much. Remember, we were talking about that in the last segment. 
And so we, we have a tendency, you know, it's this personality type that describes people who are always worrying about the impression they're making on others. And they'll say, well, what will she think if I say that? What will he think? He'll think I'm a total loser if I do this. And so it's this impression management personality type. So I'm sure that all of us can fall into that at one time or another. So I want you to consider that there are different types of lying. And these people might tell a lot of lies, even though they're really good people. So guess who else lies? Well, we talked about this in the, in the first segment, extroverts. And what, what matters to them is that we kept track of people's social interactions and not just their lies. So what happened was, see, if we only counted the lies, then extroverts would have much more you know, opportunities to lie than introverts because they're around people more often. So we can't really compare and contrast extroverts to introverts because they are around people at different rates of time. So extroverts lied at a higher rate than introverts, although the difference really wasn't that substantial. So why, why do extroverts tell more lies than, than, why do extroverts tell more lies than introverts? Maybe because the little lies of everyday life um, can make social interactions run smoothly, right? Extroverts are kind of versed in social niceties and they practice them. So they probably don't always realize how often they may be lying. And they might justify it so much that they think it's really a, a good thing that they did, that they're helping someone. <clears throat> and maybe that, that might be kind of true in some way. I don't know. So we want to think about frequent liars and their relationships. So we had some participants, and they did some of these studies, and, they, and we kind of rated them separately over, as to the quality of their relationship with people of the same sex and themselves and people with the other sex. So they indicated, for instance, how warm, satisfying, and enduring their relationships tend to be, how much they and their friends understand one another, and the quickness with which they make friends. So people's descriptions of the quality of their relationships with people of the other sex had nothing to do with the frequency of their lying. But it was different with same-sex relationships. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so what you'll find, people that have a higher quality same-sex relationship, and I'm not talking about sexual ones, they told fewer lies overall. And so men and women, when we try to compare them, how do they compare in terms of frequent liars? Well, the broad breast stroke, men and women are equal in their proclivity to lie. Isn't that fascinating? But when we looked more closely at different kinds of lies and different kinds of targets of lies, then the sex differences showed up. So this is where we have two different types of lies. We have a self-serving lie. We have a kind-hearted lie. See, self-serving lies are the ones people tell to make themselves look better or spare themselves embarrassment or punishment, right? or blame, and they also don't want their feelings to get hurt or yours. So you might claim to have performed better than you really did, or you might deny that you did something bad and embarrassing. So kind-hearted lies are told with the intent of making another person look better or feel better or spare them from embarrassment 
or punishment or blame or from getting their feelings hurt. So we might say something like, hey, you look great. And they really kind of don't, right? <clears throat> what, what about we say this? What a terrific dinner. And you didn't really eat any of it. Or, yeah, I know exactly how you feel, right? So when we think about this idea of this difference between men and women, I want you to understand that part of the studies that we have done with this is that we find that men are significantly more likely than women to lie to secure a monetary benefit. So this is where we come up with this, this kind of a qualifier of lies, a functional lie versus an intentional lie. So what would be different about that? Think about what a functional lie might be. It might be something like minimizing a problem. It could be leaving out, you know, different things. And so it's a functional lie. It's making the function of the relationship or the group or the organization work better. I'm not saying it's right, okay? But it's a function of that group. We also have this intentional lie. See, to me, lying is most oftentimes me telling myself or others what I wish to be true. That's usually what we do. See, the intentional lie is to create something. Protect something is, is really the functional lie. So what happens is when I need to turn those wishes and dreams and desires and hopes and aspirations into goals, and, you know, what I need to do is make sure that they are turned into goals and prayers and vision versus speaking them out as if they are true. So when we think about lies, we most often understand that lies are fueled by fear. So I want you to think about what, what is it that you fear in your life? And this is why this is so important to understand our unique makeup. What do I lie about? What am I willing to lie about? What do I feel like I need to lie about? So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk more about why do we lie? Welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Make sure that you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. We have lots of things on the website for you there. And we also have study guides that correspond with the different podcasts. And I love to speak at any event that you may have. And so you can always get through to me in, through the website, and we'll see what we can you know, create for your event. I love doing that, and I have a great time with it. So I can tailor make you know, any kind of a discussion that you would really be wanting for your group. So we're talking here today about why do we lie? Why do we lie? Now, we, we have lots of explanations for lying. We all know that lying is really not a positive quality. But what we find is that even men and women lie for different reasons. And so what we found was that men are significantly more likely to lie to secure a monetary benefit. Well, what does that mean? They're trying to make themselves look better, right? Well, if you've listened to any of the shows I did about gender differences, 
you would know that a woman's greatest need is security. So why would a man lie to a woman about the breadth or depth or scope of his job? Why would he act like he had more than he did? And see, men typically will act as if more often than women. So even if they don't have the money yet, they're going to act as if they do. And so this is when we were talking about this idea of a functional lie versus an intentional lie. See, to me, lying is most oftentimes me telling myself or others what I wish to be true. So why would I lie? Well, the very beginning of our show today, why do we lie? Because we don't like the truth, right? It's kind of simple, but we complicate it with our lies. So we, we know that lies are most often fueled by fear. And I've given you that acronym before of fear, F-E-A-R. It's false evidence appearing real. Many times our fears are false. And so each gender, each person has their own unique and similar needs, desires, wants, dreams, hopes, aspirations. And most oftentimes the lies seem to be the way to avoid the pain of not acquiring or experiencing those wants and needs. And what happens is it all comes down to trust. See, do I trust God or not? Or do I just trust me? Am I able to constructively deal with the pain of not getting what I want or need? Maybe I need to wait. Maybe it's coming. Maybe I don't really need it and I thought I needed it. Maybe it was the need really was just a want. So if we can be grown-ups about this, what we think about is that we use all our time, energy, resources, etc., to change the inside of me versus lying as a quick way to feel better. That's if we're being grown-ups. And see, if I lie to make myself feel better, it leaves me feeling worse and more anxious. So if I can tell myself the truth... And be willing to live in the truth. And this does not mean, of course, that we're being brutal with the truth. Because that doesn't help. But we do know the verse in the Bible that says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And I've experienced that many times in my life. Where God told me a hard truth. And I actually felt so much better after he told it to me. And so we're so afraid sometimes of the truth, when actually the truth's job is to set us free, is to help us get back on the right track, to help us know who we really are, to be able to own what we need to change. And so we're going into a break, but I want to read this one Bible verse that I love, and this is Psalms 3, 3 declares, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me my glory, and the one who lifts my head. Well, what does that mean, that God is a shield for us? See, the historical visual is a shield in battle, deflecting the enemy's attack. But what we want to think about is that in our times now, we don't maybe even see, hear, or face fears until they're right in front of us or come back to haunt us. And then we might want to lie even again, to cover it. So we may add a lie to cover the initial lie. 
So think about this. What's the difference between a malevolent liar, an honest liar, and a scared liar? Which one are you? Where have you found yourself? Have you been a malevolent liar? You just said bad things about somebody that hurt your feelings so deeply. How about the honest liar? I know that sounds kind of strange, but I like to think I'm an honest liar because I really don't want to lie, but maybe sometimes I don't know what to do with the truth. So join me in the last segment as we talk more about why do we lie? Well, welcome back. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. So I want to always thank you so much for your support and telling your friends about the show and all the things that we have on Instagram, on my website, all through, you know, we have all kinds of things that are here to help you be the best version of you and to really enjoy the life that God has given you. So we are talking today about this idea of lying. Why do we lie? Well, if I'm honest with myself, then I might be less apt to lie. You see, now why would this be? Because whatever I think is unacceptable, bad, embarrassing, maybe a deal breaker, will incite fear in me. And fear means I need to cover something. See, I need to get it together. I need to get my act together. I need to make sure that nobody knows about this. See, something about me or something I have done maybe feels like a deal breaker. Or maybe it feels unacceptable. Or I shocked myself. Now, you know, I don't like shocking myself in the negative way where I think to myself, did I really just do that? Did I say that? Did I just think that? But see, this unacceptable, shocking, disgusting, whatever it is, we will want to cover it up. We'll want to deny it. And this, this way, we can attempt to maybe then secure our relationships, our reputation, our standing in society, etc., whatever that is. And we want to think that, well, you know, it's just a little lie. I'm covering it up because people don't know how to handle the truth, right? We love that saying, you can't handle the truth. And this is what we want to consider, is that... The, the example, the, when we look at, at humans as also animals, we can recognize that the most commonly agreed definition of a lie is a statement made by one who does not believe it with the intention that someone else shall be led to believe it. So what that means is I am lying about something and I am believing that somebody else will believe it. And if I can get you to believe it, then I believe it more and maybe it will become the actual truth. So think about this. When we were, you know, talking more about intentional versus functional lying. This is fascinating about um, animals. Well, let, let's look at roosters. So roosters sometimes give a food call when there is no food present. So the hens come running when they hear the call. And then the rooster can put the moves on the female. So this is certainly a form of deception. But I would say it's functional, not intentional. So this is the roosters needing to get something done, right? 
And so they're, the way that they're getting it done may be a little, you know, under the bar, but it's not this intentional, like I'm doing this because I'm, I'm wanting, you know, to harm you or to steal from you or destroy something. This is that rooster thinking, I have to get some more babies made. So when we think about humans and that, you know, humans, the only animals really that lie, okay? So non-human animals can certainly deceive one another and sometimes deceive humans, but humans are the only species that tell flat-out lies. Isn't that interesting? So that means that all that the animals, the insects, whatever are doing is a matter of survival, where ours is not necessarily a matter of survival, but it's a matter of more. I want more. I want to be seen more like, I don't know, a hero. I want to have more friends. I want to win that person over. So this is where we want to think about that animals, quote unquote, lie, but it's more functional. See, it's to keep the species going. Now, don't anybody get any ideas when I say about keep the species going so it's okay to lie, you know, to get somebody to sleep with you. That's not what we're talking about. So what we want to think about is humans really are the only species that concoct a lie to deceive to get what it is that they want. So here's another way that, that we see lying in the animal kingdom, the, you know, the insect kingdom. So the female um, bodice spider gives off an odor that is an exact chemical copy of a pheromone released by a female moth. So first and foremost, the spider is now acting like, a, like it's a moth and wanting everyone to believe it's a moth. Now, the effect on the male moth is obvious and oftentimes quite fatal because now the spider can eat the male moth. How about this one? The horned lizard shoots blood from its eyes when attacked perhaps to confuse predators or maybe just to freak them out, right? <laughs> and opossums, they are so famous for faking death when they're threatened so that that animal that was going after them for their dinner goes, oh, it's dead. I don't want dead meat. So there's other examples of non-human animals engaging in deceptions, but are they actually lying? So this, again, depends on what you mean by a lie. And again, the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy says the most commonly agreed on definition of a lie is a statement made by one who does not believe it with the intention that some, someone else shall be led to believe it. So here's the definition of a lie. Again, a statement made by one who does not believe it, they don't believe what they're saying, and the intention is that someone else shall be led to believe it. So I talk you into a lie. I don't believe my own lie, but I'm talking you into this. And so this is where the word statement is kind of problematic when it comes to animals because it's harder for biologists to focus on intention, you know, and um, understand really where that animal is coming from other than I'm surviving. So what we find is that humans oftentimes resort to lying if they're in survival. 
And the most brave humans don't lie just to survive. So that's a hard pill to swallow. That's hard for me to think about because lying is easy. And, you know, we can talk ourselves in and out of it and we can pretend like it's really not that bad. Nobody's going to get hurt by it. But I want you to think about this idea that, that lying is truly deception. So I can lie to myself to deceive myself out of what I know the truth is if I think the truth is too hard to hear. So I want us to be brave. And so when we think about animals, that yes, they, they can lie and deceive and do all kinds of things, but what they're doing is really attempting to stay alive and keep that legacy going. For most of us, right, we're lying because it's easier. We're lying because we're afraid. So I'm going to read you a song that um, I've recorded before, and I'm thinking that maybe my assistants will be able to put it online and you can listen to it, because it is truly one of my most favorite songs. And it's called If We're Honest, and it was um, produced and written by Francesca um, Battistelli. And so this, this is how it goes. It says, Truth is harder than a lie. The dark seems safer than the light. And everyone has a heart that loves to hide. I'm a mess and so are you. We've built walls nobody can get through. Yeah, it may be hard, but the best thing we could ever do, yes, ever do, is bring your brokenness and I'll bring mine because love can heal what hurt divides and mercy's waiting on the other side. If we're honest, don't pretend to be something that you're not, living life afraid of being caught. There is freedom found when we lay our secrets down at the cross. So bring your brokenness and I'll bring mine, because love can heal what hurt divides, and mercy's waiting on the other side, if we're honest. So I want you to think about that that we have the ability to be honest. Our lives work so much better when we are. And the more often we are honest, the stronger we get, the braver we get. And the beauty of that is that we become this person that is helpful to others versus the person that they have to get over. And I, and I tell people frequently, you know, do you want to be the person in the relationship that they have to go to therapy over? Or do you want to be the person in the relationship that causes them to be better than who they were before they met you, right? See, this is all de determined by us. We have free will about this. We get to decide the kind of person that we're going to be. And I'm not saying it's easy. And we certainly need to, to do truth in love. So we don't just use truth as, as a bat over somebody. So we speak the truth in love. And it might be an answer that I give to someone who doesn't, you know, know how to confront another person. I, when I do this in, in my office, I say, you know, let me give you kind of a way to say this to them. And I will help them formulate a way to confront what it is they need to say so that they don't have to lie. And so when we're speaking the truth in love, Speaking the truth is tough these days because the world is not valuing truth like it used to. It used to be that truth was this amazing quality that people respected and revered. That's not us anymore. 
but we can still be truth tellers, which causes us to be the best, safest, kindest, most amazing people on the planet. So when I talk to people about speaking the truth in love, what exactly am I telling them to do? Well, speaking the truth in love, it comes from Ephesians 4.15. And speaking the truth in love is speaking that which is maybe, yes, doctrinally correct, like, okay, you're not supposed to lie. That, that's a doctrinally correct statement. But what happens is when I'm speaking that, I'm also making sure that I'm the committed person to this other person whom I'm wanting to help set free. So we speak the truth in love. It doesn't mean that we, you know, bully someone with it. It means we say, hey, I love you enough to tell you this is not going to work. And I don't want you to have really hardcore consequences over this. And I want you to trust me that I'll walk with you through it. I'll help you resist it. I'll do anything I can, and I will pray for you on an ongoing basis. And that we do this because we want people to also be walking in truth. We want people set free. We want them to be able to be who they truly are supposed to be, who they are truly created to be. So one of the things that we can do for those that we love and ourselves is tell the truth. And it's tough and it's scary, but I'm telling you, the more often you practice it, the better you get at it. I'm a lot better at telling the truth than I was in high school. And some of it's because, yeah, I've grown up some, but that doesn't mean it's less scary all the time. I mean, my goodness, when we have to confront people, who likes to do it? So this is where we want to take seriously this idea that when you know the truth, it sets you free and you feel stronger and better and more competent and more confident. And so we want the truth to be something that people know about us, that they say, you know, that person, you can trust that person. They tell the truth. Well, this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Thank you so much for joining me today. I pray for you about this issue of truth-telling, and I want you to be brave. So I will talk to you next week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from our website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.